Thank you, John. Now it's International Women's Day, and I'm joined uh, on the line uh, by Claire Malloy and by Olive Lochnan, and I'm joined by Olivia Divoli, who joins me in uh, studio as well. And um, I'm going to go to Olivia in studio with me first. Olivia, morning to you. How are you? Thanks for joining us uh, today on the program. We were just saying during the news there, and um, you really have a very impressive CV. And I know you're still playing, but uh, you've achieved an awful lot. Well done to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. When did you join the Kilcarn Clonburn uh, Club? Um, so I first started playing with the boys team back when I say I was six or seven um, and then um, would have started playing with the girls when I was about eight and then played all the way up from, from underage right through. And the passion you have and you're all volunteers which um, and I know you're, 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 you're off uh, this week but you're still training you're, you don't have a, a game or even a challenge game this, uh, this weekend but you're still training hard. Yes, yeah. I suppose it's something that I love doing as well and I don't really see it as a job. It's 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 very much a hobby for me and I've been lucky that I've been part of such a great group of girls both with Kilcarran Clomburn and now at Galway again at the moment. So it's something that I very much enjoy doing and I look forward to going training in the evenings and the games at the weekend as well. And how do you balance being in the Galway senior team and then Kilcarran Clomburn and how do, how do you keep everything going? Uh, well, we're fortunate enough, um, the seasons, there's not much of an overlap with the seasons um, and the management of both teams would be would be in touch as well. So we try to balance it as best we could. We had a little bit of a break after the success with Kilcurran Clumber and at the end of last year, so it took four or five weeks off. And then um, when we came back in with Galway, we were just kind of gradually going back in, doing our own bits of rehab and our injuries and that. Um, so, yeah, it, it does work quite well. And the fact that Galway are second in the league table now, does that put pressure on you? Uh, no, I think it's something that that we, we, we really relish. Um, we're trying very hard not to get ahead of ourselves as well. You know, it, this five league games, and if we go out the next day and don't and don't win against Mayo, it would really take the shine off it. Um, so we're very much focused at the moment at definitely getting another win, making it to a league final in Crow Park in April, um, and just one game at a time, trying not to get too far ahead of ourselves as well. Mm. Well done to you. Will you stay with me if you don't mind? Because what I want yeah. to do is I want to, um, I'm going to get you, John, can I just get a, a set of headphones there if you don't mind? Um, because I want to go to Claire Malloy and I want to go to Olive um, Lockdown, but Claire joins me. Uh, Claire, morning to you. How are you today? Morning, how are you? I'm well. Good. Congratulations on what you've achieved as well. Well done to you. And um, Olive, you should be there as well. Olive uh, Lockdown, good morning to you. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, congratulations Hi, to you as well, and uh, thanks for joining us uh, today. Uh, Claire, I'm going to you as well. You've got a very impressive uh, CV as well, and t- just looking down through it as well. Well done to you. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, just, you know, I've been very lucky to have very supportive parents um, and, you know, supported me through, I suppose, initially my football journey and then my uh, rugby journey. And again, if for, for the journey that you're on, I was just looking here um, that uh, a feasibility study into the future of British and Irish Lions Women's Tour returns uh, positive findings. That's that's um, that's good news, hopefully. Yeah, no, it's massively exciting. Um, the uh, Royal London's feasibility study with the Lions, um, you know, just asked the question from of the stakeholders, um, big brands as well, and people from all four nations, like, is it possible to have a women's tour? Um, you know, after two years of hard work, they've come back and told us, yes, so it's a huge step forward of kind of levelling the pay- playing fields. And, mm. you know, that is a young rugby player that 
girl or boy now you can think about playing for the Lions so it's exciting to think that a women's Lions tour will happen and you played for gold with Valclare yeah a long time ago now um, uh, god yeah I played underage uh, and like I was called just starting off with the boys as usual and then working my way into the, the women's teams and been offered and then yeah I played in the twin got 2000 and Five All Ireland final against Cork, the first one that they won. Wow! <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a always oh, like you know it was a great building block. You know, I enjoyed playing football and um, you know gave me so many lovely memories. You know, and it just kind of paved the way for my rugby career. So uh, you know the skills that we use on a rugby pitch are very similar to a Gaelic pitch, and um, you know it gave me all the success in rugby as well. And um, the questions to yourself and Olivia, and then I'll go to Olive on this one, is, I mean, do you find sport is your life now, um, Olivia? Do you find it is your life, or can you work outside it? Um, I would say sport is definitely a big part of my life. I'm very fortunate that I have a lot of other things that I love to do as well. I'm very passionate about my job. I've got a lot of great friends and family as well. So it's definitely a big part of my life, but I'm lucky that I, you know, I try not to let it take over my whole life as well because when things are going very well, it's it's all well and good, but there is lows and disappointments as well. So mm. it's important to have other things there also as well. And Claire, would it take over, is it, has it taken over your life? Uh, it's been, you know, a big part of my life. Um, I've been lucky to complete my medical studies and I've been working as a doctor for the last 10 years around rugby now. And I think, obviously, I've stepped back from international duty uh, over a year now. And I suppose I'm still playing club rugby, fairly good standard with Bristol Bears. But work is, I suppose, my priority and getting my training and finally becoming a consultant after such a long time is kind of my focus now. Um, so big, still huge, massive part of my life, but I've always had work and medicine that have kept me uh, tipping over as well. And how long uh, do you have to go to become a consultant? Oh, I've just extended it again for another year. Uh, so, so, so three years ago, I've uh, agreed to do a specialty year in uh, paediatric emergency medicine. So I'm very excited to be doing that. And, you know, part of the any I've really enjoyed. So just an extra year now on top of everything. So uh, can, the experience can only do me do me good. It is, but I mean, it is. Uh, medicine is a long journey. It really is a hugely long journey as well. Um, Claire, thanks for joining us uh, this morning. Congratulations on what you've achieved, really and truly. And uh, well done for all that you've achieved. But thanks for taking time out of a busy schedule and joining us uh, today on International Women's Day. Olive, good morning to you. How are you today? Good morning. Hi, how are you? It's, it's, all good here. It's great. It's great to have you. I mean, God, good God, you, you brought us uh, to the heady heights so you did in uh, 2009 and, and other times as well. Well done. I mean, you've had a great, you have a great CV as well. Yeah, look, it's it's um, it's I'm proud of what I've achieved, but I'm also very lucky to to have had the support and and the people around me. And I suppose it's uh, it's uh, I went to my first Olympics in in 2000, and I can see how much things have changed since then. Um, and I always follow uh, the Galway success, and it's it's just great to see so many positive role models there for um, young boys and girls. Um, in the form of Kilkern and Sarsfields, um, Olivia, Claire, um, there's you know so so much to look forward to in in terms of of sport. And you, you no more than the no more than Claire and 
and you've put a huge amount of work. You you put your life on hold effectively uh, to perfect your sport. Yeah, I did. I took time out from sport. I mean, it was it was a decision um, that I was happy to make, um, and and I think Olivia talked there about it not being a job. It, in a sense, it was it was more than a job. But I think that sense of balance that that she spoke about as well is is, is really important for anybody um, involved in sport. Um, but yeah, lots lots of good memories, um, lots of good memories, and privilege to have had the opportunity to to put them in the bank. And any indications to whether the family will will, will follow in sport? Yeah, um, I guess I've, I've three children now um, and they, they like to play, play a, a variety of different sports. Um, my youngest daughter in, in, in particular loves to play soccer. Um, she loves to run. She loves to, to do gymnastics. And look, I'd be encouraging her in, into all of those those sports because I guess I got so much from sport myself and, and I see what a difference it can it can make in your life. And that difference it did and do you miss those heady days? Uh, we had Nina Carberry in earlier on and she was uh, talking, she was at an event in Galway and she was talking about winning the uh, the Grand National and there's, there's no adrenaline flow like that but I mean what you achieved and uh, what Olivia has achieved and what Claire has achieved as well, there's been adrenaline flow at times but uh, do, you, do you miss that adrenaline flow? I'd be lying if I said I didn't, um, but I guess as, as a sports person and, and as I'm sure um, as I'm sure the Olivia and Claire will will attest. Uh, I mean, it takes an awful lot to get into those, you know, to to achieve those good days and to achieve those highs. And certainly, yeah, the highs the highs are pretty impressive. Um, and yeah, but um, the end of the day, um, but I'll always have those memories, and and uh, I would be lying if I didn't say I, I look back on them occasionally. Well done, uh, Olive. Uh, do you get to Galway often? Do you come up and check yeah, on the folks? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do, I do, I do, and um, so I, you know, I I get to. Um, to go pretty often and, and I follow I suppose the success of, of everybody and I always get a kick out of it um, and my my ki- my children might have all been born in Cork but uh, when Galway and Cork play in the All-Ireland <laughs> there's only one team there's only one team I can support and look it's, it's great um, and I take real pride in it um, uh, with my with my kids telling them telling them <laughs> when, or reminding them when when Galway get one over and there's there's good few opportunities to do that or there has been in the last couple of years. Uh, would would they down the red shorts then would they? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. They're they're my and you're up against it. Three to four, four, four to one <laughs> then. Definitely gotten to them. So, yeah. so four, he has. Four to um, one. We'll have it. We'll yeah. have it the next time that. Um, the next time that um, they're in Cork and Guller in, in Pierre Stadium, we'll arrange that you get yeah. um, you get to go out on the pitch at <laughs> half time and show them that you're very special and there'll be nobody from Cork going out on the pitch either. Uh, Olive, thanks for joining us uh, today. Regards to the yes. folks as well. And thanks to Claire for joining thanks. us. And finally to you, Olivia, congratulations um, to you. It's um, uh, You've had a great career. You're young. And uh, may your career continue. Thank you very much. Yeah, just and enjoy every moment of it. Thank you. Just yeah. enjoy it. Do you have to go back to work today? What is what is your work now? I am popping back to work. I am an occupational therapist in the acute adult mental health unit in just at the hospital. So in in Galway. In Galway, yeah. So I hadn't too far to come this morning. <laughs> Good on you. Do you know what? You have 
the perfect personality for the job you're doing. Thank you very much, Keith. Thank you. You do, you do. You do. There's another lovely girl over there called Catherine uh, Daly. And uh, you just, you, you have the perfect. Thank perfect you. Cut. Thanks. Well done to you. Listen, thanks for joining us uh, today on the programme. And uh, well done to all involved. Quick commercial break. We're back just after these. Comment lines are all open if you want to get through to us uh, on uh, 0917 Or you can WhatsApp us to 86 Three back up to these. Galway Tolls, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Ask the Dentist, brought to you by Gate Dental Clinic. Let's keep Galway smiling. Don't wait. Call the gate on 547-592. Very good morning to you, Dr. Brian Delgado joins me in studio and today. And uh, Dr. Delgado, good morning to you. How are you today? Keith, morning. Uh, a bit cold, but other than that, I'm, I'm good. It's cold out there, so it is. It's, cold, cold. it's going to run for a few days. We're looking at asking uh, the dentist, and we're looking today at um, a tooth abscess. What is a tooth abscess? Actually, a, a tooth abscess is, is basically it's an accumulation of pus developing. Normally, it can develop from two places. It can either develop from, from the actual tooth in itself or from the gum around the tooth. Okay. And can be quite painful, I would think. It can be actually quite problematic. Um, not necessarily sometimes painful. Um, and the funny thing actually with abscesses is, is sometimes the, the bigger the abscess, or the, the worse it looks on a patient, sometimes the less pain it comes because wow. pain is caused by pressure. Mm-hmm. And when the, the pus has somewhere to go, which can lead to other problems. But when it has somewhere to go, I mean, if you think about it like a like a balloon, if it, if it had a little pinhole, you blow it up, and it hasn't got and it's got somewhere to go. The, the pressure doesn't build up, mm-hmm. but it's the pressure buildup that actually can cause a lot of pain. So when there's a small abscess, the pain can be tremendous. While when the abscess is quite large, there's no pain there. And how does some? How would I know if I had an abscess? Oh, you definitely know because it's either visual, it's either you, you can feel something happening. Swelling. Swelling there. I mean, mm-hmm. and then the swelling, even though it might be small at the beginning, patient will feel that something's not right mm-hmm. or there is pain. Mm. Um, it's either one or, or both. Mm. And if it if you leave it and don't do something about it, can, can it get worse or will it sort itself eventually? Is that a stupid question? Well, no, it's not a stupid question. I mean, uh, sometimes... Your body deals with uh, infections in, in their own way, yeah. but normally it's the cause of the infection the problem. So, say for example, if you think outside the body, not outside the body, but outside the mouth, and you think of an ingrowing hair, for example, yeah. that can cause an infection. But till the cause of the infection is removed, mm-hmm. the problem is still going to be there. Antibiotics might might lessen the the effect and might make it better, but until you actually remove the cause of the problem, the the infection is not going to go away. So it has to be dealt with. So it has to be dealt with. That's one hundred percent. And if somebody goes to the dentist, they they end up in uh, your practice in New Docs, and they have an abscess. I mean, is it antibiotics or is it? What do you do in that situation? So normally, the cause for an abscess generally is an infected nerve inside the tooth. So really, so it's decay that's actually gone into the nerve. Mm. And now the nerve has got infected. And obviously that has, has gone down to the, the bottom of the tooth and there's, abscess, there's the abscess formation which is, which is filling with pus. So basically 
two things have to be done with that tooth. Either the tooth has to be removed completely or the nerve has to be taken out in the form of a root canal treatment. Mm. And that's quite a detailed treatment, isn't it? The root canal can be detailed treatment depending on the tooth. Some teeth are easier to deal with from the point of the root canal than others. The further back you go in the mouth, the more complicated that the canal system is. So the more complex really? the treatment is. Really? If you think about it, Keith, I mean, every root has got its own nerve. So say, for example, back teeth can have three or four roots. So there's, there's three or four canals then in there. Which and some of them are quite complex to to deal with. Mm. It sounds like a very. I mean, when I think of dentistry, I think I think of everything. I suppose fillings and others. But when you talk about root canal and what you're saying there, then that's a very, very, very specialised field within dentistry. It, it is. I mean, there's there's a lot of dentists that actually. I mean, most dentists tackle root canal treatments, but some dentists tend not to tackle more complex root canal treatments. And and there is a speciality in odontics out there where where dentists actually all they do is, is root canals day in day out. Quite demanding, and say on the on the head and the brain. It is quite because I mean I feel actually after doing one or two complex root canal treatments, it's actually quite mentally draining because it's it's very f it's not physical, but it's more mental because you you're really concentrating on what you're doing. And again, it's in a very small space. The mouth is quite a small space. Exactly. Normally, you're using magnification in, in terms of either a microscope or loops, so you're you're really focused on a very small area for a long period of time, which takes. Takes its toll. It does, yeah, it definitely does. So, would you, after the second one, perhaps, would you say that you sit down for 10 minutes, but you can't really if somebody is waiting? Well, exactly, but normally, I mean, I, I tend to ask reception not to go, go mad and, and, and book uh, like two or three root canals on the same day. Yeah. Uh, and then come try and space them out, really. Bit of common sense, sense from there. <laughs> um, and again, just going back to the, axe, the, the abscess then, so you'd know if you had it because there'd be swelling. And um, you've explained what the tooth does and what happens there. You've said that, or can it be dangerous? Did we get to that one? It can. It, it can. It actually can be very dangerous, and it's probably one of the most dangerous situations that that you can get inside the mouth. Get away. Um, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, that the pus that's developing there is going to end up going somewhere, and if it, if it can't, if it's not draining itself outside the mouth. Um, where is it going? It's going to end up in your bloodstream and then it's going to end up causing something like sepsis could happen from that. And can that happen from an abscess, yes? Definitely. I mean, um, people always, when they look at sepsis and, and, and blood infections, really, they always think about like a wound outside mm. like the mouth, like like you've, you've got a wound on your arm, your leg. But it's actually, it's a dental abscess can be, can be very life-threatening at times. So take it seriously if you have one. Very seriously. And actually, so the listeners out there, I mean, two points that I'm, that I'm going to mention, which it, it, in order to prevent this happening, or if you have an abscess, and if it, the abscess is, for example, in your top jaw, if the abscess starts to close the eye, or if the abscess is in the bottom jaw, and it starts to travel down your neck, those are two situations where a dental or even a hospital intervention is required immediately. Give me those two trigger factors. So that if it's if your left eye, so if it starts closing, if it's on the top jaw and the, the abscess is getting large enough that it starts to close the eye, like your eye closed. Yeah, yeah. because the that? yeah the swelling would be so large that that your eye would start to be uh, affected. Wow. Or if it starts to if it's on the bottom jaw and it starts to travel down your neck. The problem is that the size of the abscess, that swelling, can actually start 
interfering with your throat. So it can actually end up interfering or closing your airway. So that's where the, the, the medical emergency comes into play. Now it's not just the, the infection in the blood, but it's the fact that it's putting, that the size of the abscess is putting pressure on your airway. And that can be extremely dangerous. That's very dangerous. Not only it, it, it is very dangerous, it's that it can happen very quickly. Is in a, a patient can can feel like they have an abscess, mm-hmm. and within a matter of hours, that abscess can get to three, four, five times the size it was three or four hours previously. So get attention quickly, immediately. Okay, and if it, yeah, if so, just call your dent your dentist or call, call your dentist. And, and I always tell patients, look, if it's happening over the weekend. Um, and you do feel that it's traveling down your neck and you do feel that, that you, you're finding it difficult to swallow, any of those symptoms, go to hospital. Go to hospital. Yeah. I, I never thought that, um, Brian, when it comes to the mouth and the teeth or otherwise. And sometimes I'm, I'm educated now, though. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes even antibiotics, I mean, when you, when you start giving, I mean, most dental practices, you'll just get oral antibiotics and they take the time to work. Mm. And when an abscess is so far evolved... I mean, you, you really need to get to a hospital where they need to get IV antibiotics into you. To fight it. Yeah. To fight it. Listen, well done to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Dr. Brian Delgado joining us. And our thanks to him for joining us. At, if you want to put a question to the dentist, you can write to um, Dr. Brian Delgado. Uh, what's your full address? Uh, the full address there would be info at gateclinic.com. Info at gateclinic.com. Send right. it to him and he can bring it with him uh, in a few weeks' time and uh, we'll deal with it from there. Thank you for lifting the lid on uh, tooth abscesses. Thanks uh, very today. much, Keith. And thanks for joining us. Let's take a short commercial break. We're back shortly. Ask the Dentist brought to you by Gate Dental Clinic. Let's keep Galway smiling. Don't wait. Call the gate on 547 592. Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Now, very good morning to you. Welcome into the uh, programme. I'm joined in the uh, studio by Breed uh, Dooley, Head of RT Archives and Library Services, and uh, but she's been involved in music for how long, Breed? Happy International Women's Day, by the way. Thank you very much, Keith, and pleasure to be here. Thanks, Eddie, for joining us uh, today. When did you, don't tell me the year, but how long are you involved in music? I think since I was about seven or eight, County Flaghills. So all traditional. Yeah, I, I was sort of steeped in that growing up, so that was the, uh, I suppose that was my grounding. In and did you enjoy singing. it at the time you did? Um, I think I always enjoyed performing and singing. Everything in between sort of fazed me. <laughs> um, so you like the performance, yeah. but the preparation and... Ah, uh, yeah, you know, you know yourself. But I, I, what I was very lucky was that I was... Um, I think I attended the County Flag Kyol, um at the age of about seven or eight in Chum. And there was a nun there called Sister Furza. And um, she was sitting, I think, in the, in the uh, we'll say the judging panel or the audience. I'm not sure which, but in any case, she came up to my mother afterwards and said, I want her every Saturday from now on. Yeah. <laughs> so I made my way every Saturday so to her in Chum and You were in demand, so you were. Well, I was learning, which was wonderful. And I was learning songs from the locality and I was learning... You know, Shanos, as it was, it would be called traditional singing, mainly Asgoelga, just mm-hmm. mainly sang in Irish. Yeah. And was there a history of that in the family? Well, the history really goes back to, I suppose, North County Galway and the Oran Vuishola collection, which mm-hmm. I do do a lot of singing from, which was compiled by Mrs. Costello from June. Get away. And um, so she collected that from the locality um, literally 100 years ago. It was published. It'll be 100 years this year since it was published in, in December. Um, firstly in the Folklore Society and she collected 
she collected the songs from those who sang them. She notated how they sang, which was unusual in mm-hmm. collections mm-hmm. because a lot of collections you get the words and the melody to something, whereas she put the two together mm. in, in, in the collection. And, uh, and I learned both from that, but my father was a great singer as well, and I learned from him. So how then did you go from, by the way, I'm just, I'm, I'm, re- <laughs> I'm reading about you fully. I have one brief that I have on my program, uh, but uh, Mary Ryan's Women, uh, who dared three from the Tomb Herald, um, gives us an insight. You you were with the Saw Doctors then as well. Well, I, I, I did. co-wrote. I, I co-wrote. I did. I, I was in London for many years and that's where I went to college and where I, um, where I worked. And uh, yeah, the lads, Leo, got in touch with me when they were over in the in the 90s, 95, I think, when, it, when the album Same Old Town was being put together. Yeah. And asked me would I do a bit of singing on it. And so I did. And I did a little bit of composing on it as well, uh, which was nice. So why, was, why are you so humble? I don't know. <laughs> Just... I mean that was a, that was a massively successful yeah. album. For it was them. a beautiful album, yeah, and the yeah, quality of the writing part, by the lads was fantastic. But you were part of it, you say? Yeah, well. I know. It's 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 a wonderful legacy. It is, yeah. Um, it's a great article, by the way. You didn't get to see it yet, lads. Have you featured yet? No. We'll get you a copy. There's one for everyone in the audience. Um, and it's a great article, which gives an insight into an awful lot of people. Uh, it really does, including yourself. Um, you. Is a bold to ask you, have you something short you could perform for us? I have. I, I'll perform something from the Oran Vishola Balyakhan collection because I suppose the songs I know best and they come easiest, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I kind of don't have to think too much about them. Um, I'll no, do, the I'll fact do that a while away they're looking at you, don't let that distract you. But <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> I am in pretty esteemed company here. You are, yeah. So um, I'll, do, I'll do a song called Soon Three, which is um, a nice little collection, in term, a nice little song in terms of the I suppose the history and the folklore of North Galway and sort of reflecting the day that's in it as well because, uh, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot of female singers collected. I might so. just pull you in a little okay. bit, but in your own time, the microphone's all yours. I'm turning mine off, so I am. And uh, this is uh, Breach Dooley, indeed, uh, from Comer in County Galway. Shaheen, Shaheen, Mahashahot kan kyalik, makwich tantil wohor. Shahin shaho, nakmore antanduf. Mahastohorin alyabi, enakala gandron. Well done to you, isn't that absolutely gorgeous? Do you know what? I get surprises all the time in this program and they're the surprises I love. Please stay with me if you don't mind. I have uh, the Wilder Woods with us as well and uh, Noriana and Nicola 
And Nori and Nicola, good morning to you. Can I bring you both into mm-hmm. pick a microphone? We won't fight about it just yet. Happy International Women's Day. A lovely bit of music there. Fabulous from Breach. Gorgeous to yeah. hear that. That's a, an absolute treat to be beside that. Yeah, really yeah. Intriguing. And she thinks it's a treat to be beside you as well. <laughs> Absolutely. You've had great success though as well, guys, haven't you? You really have. It's going good. It's going lovely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and music going well, though. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We're looking forward to a, a great, busy year uh, ahead of us. Um, we'll be the length of the breadth of the the, the country um, by the end of it. And the fact that COVID's gone, are you, back to, is there, are you back to normality altogether? Whatever you call normality. Um, pretty much, yeah, yeah. We're you're, tour- you're touring again? At, uh... Yeah, we, we, we did a lot... Last year and a lot planned again for this year, so it's, as Noriana said, all, all going good, lots going on. Yeah, and are you, are you travelling anywhere outside of Ireland or are you sticking with Ireland? We were just talking before we came out there, we're, we're talking about the Glastonbury weekend actually, we'll, we'll be over there Will you? performing at that, yeah, and we'll have a, probably another couple of gigs in England as well. Um, and over to Holland then in November. Uh, Holland in November oh, as yeah, well, yeah. I might yeah. get you to pull that down a small little bit there. Holland as well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we did a lovely tour there last year um, of a week long, so mm. we'll be back again. And do you have to do still an awful lot of work rehearsing otherwise? Or, uh, is, is that done and you just you rehearse before a performance? Oh, you're always con- you're always uh, adding new things and, you know, we're, we'll have definitely a new number of new songs and stuff just to keep us, ourselves interested. I mean, you'll always have the sa- the, some songs that you'll always sing, but we'll be... We'll be for sure rehearsing and gathering ideas. And how would audiences say in Holland and Glastonbury and anywhere else you go? How do they take to the new music? Yeah, does it take a while for it to bed in with them? Sometimes all of the music is new to the audiences that we play to, but uh, it it doesn't necessarily matter. I mean, you can you can connect to people with new, new music just as well as with familiar music. I think you know. Mm. Where can they get details of where you are and where you're going to be? Uh, the usual spots. Uh, the the and we actually haven't announced our tour yet. There's a number of um, go on, tell gigs that going. haven't been formally <laughs> announced. <laughs> Glastonbury is the only one we can. The uh, festivals, festivals don't allow you to say you're playing at them until they announce it first. But there's so a Galway gig in there. There will be Galway one. Yeah, yeah. The Summer Galway gig. Yeah, yeah. Will it be Clahanover? Would it be? <laughs> would it be? Give me a good closer to the carb, I'd say. Closer to the carb, <laughs> the river now. No. <laughs> yeah, um, so we're we're looking for good news on that. That's going to be good fun. Yeah, yeah. Glastonbury is going to be good fun. Can I, John? Will you come in for a second? We just switch our microphones. We're going to steal breaches. What are you going to do for us this morning? We're going to sing uh, "Toss the Bobbin." We may have done this in here before, but we thought. Um, it, be, it being International Women's Day that this was an appropriate song to do. Um, toss the Bobbin, tell me the story. Toss, oh, the, toss bobbin. the Bobbin. So this uh, song was written about the lace makers of Hetford. <sighs> so there were um, a number of them. They don't know how many actually because mm. in the census of the time it was the men's occupation only that would have been written down and not the women's. So uh I know people, it's it's still, uh, equality is still being strived for, but it certainly wasn't in existence in in their time in the 1700s and 1800s. And I thought it was an appropriate one to sing as well, um, being that International Women's Day was uh, 
started as a movement by textile workers looking for equal rights in the workplace. So yeah. um, it's it's still something to be highlighted. You know, sometimes we were saying coming in in the car, sometimes International Women's Day becomes... I walked into Joyce's last year and it was two for one on all Dove products for International oh. Women's Day, which was, you know, um, maybe not exactly the focus of what it's all about. It's still about looking for think, equality and... I think that's called tokenism, so it is. Yes. That's what we did. And we put a huge amount of work in uh, putting this programme together and tokenism was not part of today's programme. It was just about the people that are involved in it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I, I'm gonna, I'll mix it from this side if you don't mind Chris. So in, in your own time and thank you indeed to, to Noli for joining you today and to Noriana and Nicola uh, from the Wild Aways and uh, in your own time Honour is my name and I work these hands with pride From across the lake now my family's by my side And I make my living here A few pennies at a time Mary is my name, they call me widow since he died Every day's the same, I lay flowers by his side And in the evening I make lace For a few pennies at a time hands will work to feed our kin toss the bobbin and around the pin steady moving as I sing Margaret is my name and I work these hands with pace the merchants come around they hardly pay me for my lace Still I work so carefully For a few pennies at a time And I sing, toss the bobbin and around the pin These hands will work to feed our kin Toss the bobbin and around the pin Steady moving as I sing Catherine is my name The girls all call me I meet them every day with our bobbins and our lace And we keep each other strong 
And we know that we'll be fine Because there's laughter and there's song And a few pennies at a time Toss the bobbin and around the pin These hands will work to feed our kin Toss the bobbin and around the pin Steady moving as I sing The sun rose in the morning Went down at its own pace and the women of Hedford made lace. Wow, 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 wow. Powerful, powerful, powerful. The while away is and toss uh, the bobbin. Congratulations to you guys. Well done. Thanks for everything. Thanks. And bang on time. <laughs> There you go, the wonderful Hollyways, Noli Noriana and Nicola Breach for joining us as well and everybody else who made today's uh, programme possible. Tomorrow we're looking at a new survey highlighting and tackling drink spiking in Galway. Michelle are on screen, Minister Mary Butler joins us with the Connick Tribune headlines as well. We're gardening with Amy Kuhn and we're having a little bit of fun with uh, All Shook Up, which is the Castlebar Musical Society. And uh, we'll have a little bit of fun with that. Also, by the way, the person who won tickets to go along to All Shook Up is uh, Louis Casserly, who her niece is performing opposite John Morley in Casabar over the weekend. Louis, safe travelling and enjoy the show. That's it from you, Sweetie Keith Finnegan, John Morley, you produced. Shavonna took your comments on all of our guests today. Have yourselves a good and a very safe Wednesday. Talk to you soon. Galway Tones, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie.